Good morning, everybody. My name is Luana, and I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm so glad to be here today, and I loved reading this step together. Um, so on reflecting on step three, um, to me, it has to be, it has to do with uh, making that daily decision. Uh, and when I heard in the rooms that my first thought in the day needs to be a God, God thought, you know, but I can't, as an addict, I can't afford to even get out of bed. I don't even go pee in the morning without having that awareness of first, how powerless I am over my addiction uh, without the support of my higher power. How through going through the steps and having a spiritual experience, I uh, come to believe, I have the concept of faith that, you know, I'm not alone in this, that other people are going through the same and that I have a power greater than self available to me on a daily basis if I seek it. So, um, and that takes me to step three, like making a decision. And obviously, right, it, when I when we read the, the 12 and 12, and it talks about um, experiencing that daily um, reprieve that, you know, that we watch it day by day, month by month, and then year to year, this transformation of, you know, our reaction to life. And it, it goes around as food, you know, OA was uh, how I really got to reevaluate this relationship going from, I don't know, eating, <laughs> eating whatever, leftover, you know, like takeout food and uh, from burned food, from food I found in the garbage or like whatever, you know, going through like some really harmful behavior into a space of actually loving myself and wanting to nourish myself with food because that's also a, a reaction to life that comes uh, from this relationship with something greater than self. And um, I really like to, to, to look at this um, almost like a paradox, right? Like that goes from that daily footwork of like, I wake up, I have my God thought, I have my uh, prayer and meditation. And I have that moment where I really pause because when I was um, acting out in compulsive food behaviors, I did not have a moment for pause. I was constantly isolated with the food and I was just not given a choice as it goes to food and food behaviors. I, I could know the, the intellectual side. I could have read the big book many, many times and I could have read the 12 and 12, but none of it uh, substitutes the personal uh, spiritual experience that really gives me the choice to bring and make this decision of my life, right? My life, my action, my will, my thoughts into a higher power of my own understanding. And um, I think what I want to focus on in this, uh, in this relationship and this shift, right, that happens day by day, and then you watch month to month, and then you watch year to year, and that takes, new, takes a new dimension because I, I really see how healing through this relationship with food and um, the process, the, the continuous learning process that goes into making a decision one day at a time, one minute at a time, it just gives me a capacity to pause for um, situations and circumstances that I would never allow myself to have that pause. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I came into the rooms, I was just, uh, there was just no pause when it came to 
when it came to putting the food in my mouth or engaging in, in harmful behaviors around food, you know, and I mean, this is a personal thing, which is why uh, step three talks about, you know, like we do not have a dietary rules or anything like that, which I was actually very resentful at in the beginning. All I wanted was a, a specific set of rules. And I also wanted to be like my sponsor in the beginning. I wanted to follow their food plan, not mine. And, um, and now I see that this is, it's because um, the capacity to pause and really take an honest look at my life and my harmful behaviors, my circumstances and what's going on in my life is something that nobody else can do for me. And I can only do if I have a solid foundation on my first three steps. I know that if I pick up the food, if I take that first bite, if I take that first sip, and if I engage in any like addictive behavior, really, if I'm indulging as an addict, this is, that's, that's trouble for me. And, um, and when I take that pause, right, and it, it, the pause for me really comes from acknowledging that I'm not alone with this. And it, which is why I need this community. I need a way to have that reminder that, yes, you know, uh, I'm not alone in this struggle. But I also, at the same time, need to meet God alone. Because in those moments where it's just about me, myself, and I, when I'm about to, to make that decision that isn't God's will for me, that um, ultimately will represent a harm in, as it relates to, you know, food and food behaviors, I need to go to God at that moment. And I don't like to hear that, you know, as someone who is agnostic, as someone who is a uh, has got all kinds of um, difficulties around, you know, religious uh, upbringing and, and what that means and all that. But I got to let go because I've worked my second step. I have now a personal, my own understanding of what a higher power is. And that works with me. It doesn't want me to, you know, be shoveling food in my mouth and harming myself and, you know, like wanting me anywhere else but here. So in those moments is when I have to really pause is where I'm reminded that I have a choice. Have I in my food behavior, in my history of addiction and compulsion with food, have I had enough of these foods, of these behaviors, of these self-harm and harming others, which at least for me, it was never just about the food. It was about fear and resentment, which the steps give me a healthy way of addressing those things on a daily basis. You know, that's why I just live on the 10th, 11 and 12. And I'm here to share that with you guys today because it's just a lifestyle, you know, right? But when it comes to step three, is that reminder that I have a, made a decision my life is no longer my life. And um, of course, when I came into the rooms and I wasn't very comfortable with this concept, it sounded like a cult to me. And this is what I kept yelling in the rooms, you know, and very resentful and, and all those things because I used to think that having that set of rules, having that perceived sense of control, you know, it's my life, da, 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 that I would somehow hack it. But I guess what happened to me is that I experienced enough pain. I've experienced enough pain to know that, no, there is no perfection here. My food plan and action plan, it changes as I go. And my life, you know, is no longer my life. I live in enough honesty today that I can just go and be honest with my sponsor, you know, if I'm having some difficulties. But the pause 
the pause that I'm allowed to have in step three, when I don't even leave my bed or couch or tent and don't think that, you know, that doesn't happen when I'm on a vacation, when I'm out of the house and the, the more comfortable and, and I guess, um, stable environment because that has happened to me. Um, and it's been part of my addictive food behavior, you know, uh, traveling, being out of the house meant self-harm. I'm just going to, you know, go out there and and just uh, eat it all. And recently I've gone on trips and I've actually eaten better than, you know, anywhere else because I have the pause. Um, regardless of where I'm at, regardless of where I'm sleeping, of uh, how the time the weather is waking up, I need to have that moment to remind myself that I'm powerless, that I cannot do this by myself, and that I'm not alone in this. I have restored a sense of faith to through a relationship with a higher power, and that I now make a decision. You know, I make a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand it. And that means I got to pause before putting that foot in my mouth that isn't that, that, that that's going to represent self-harm and that I got to continue working the steps. I don't stop on three. You know, I know that if if I'm motivated, if there are highs and lows that, you know, the big book talks about as it relates to addiction and alcoholism, the 12 and 12 talks about, you know, that there are moments where we just read it. There are moments where we're not tempted into eating at all. And there are moments that shit <laughs> starts to come up but then I know that I have the remaining of the steps you know to just really get me through it because fear and resentment selfishness you know uh dishonesty this stuff really comes up I'm human I'm not I'm not working the steps to become some kind of you know they're my god or whatever I'm just human and I'm doing the best I can but the daily main things uh, this pause, right, day by day is really what gets me through the next right thing. Because I also know, not only have experienced enough pain to know that this is a lifestyle and that by improving conscious contact with the God of my understanding and making a decision daily, I get to be free, I get to have a choice. And more and more, I'm able in those moments of isolation and those moments where it's really loud, just like the, just the other day I went to um, Whole Foods and I was just having a really stressful day. You know, I mean, everything was everything, you, you know, one of those days where it's just like really loud. And what what does my disease say? why don't you grab a bar? You know, why don't you grab a granola bar? It's healthy. It's this, it's an, and I'm not saying for anybody else. I'm saying for myself, you know, it was like that call, like those moments where I think it's just me and that thought. But as an addict, I had to remind myself, can I afford this? Can I, have I had in my addictive behavior in the past, have I had enough of this behavior? Have I had enough of bars? Have I had enough of these uh, hiding away with food? Have I had enough of trying to fix it and hack it myself, which never worked at the end of the day? And the answer was, God, please help me. Now, if you want to know, of course, I didn't get, get the, <laughs> I didn't get the, the bar. I grabbed my, uh, I think, what was I looking for? Well, I can't remember now. But anyway, so I did not get anything at that time. But not because I know better. Because at that moment, before getting in the food, I could pause and ask for my higher power. Like, here, <laughs> I'm powerless. Here. I'm not alone in this and I do not want to hack it because intellectually I know that, that I had nothing to do with that bar, right? But 
do do I have the power of just saying no when it comes to food behavior and addictive, you know, uh, addictive eating? I know I don't have the power. I don't. I know I don't have like the the strength to make it through it if I don't reach out to God. And so at that moment, it was a very simple prayer: help, help. <laughs> and I was in line. I did not want to wait. You know, I had to just look for this big ass wall full of bars all the all the things but you know I recoil from it as from a hot as from a hot flame as as the as the text says we know that we read it at meetings and so what happens in that moment which reminds me of what step three is all about is that I'm not like I'm not immune of life happening I'm not immune from highs and lows feelings resentments you know like all of these things my life my, my circumstances changing and having to adapt my action plan my food plan you know engaging in these things coming to meetings doing service sponsoring like I'm not immune from all of that I'm not cured I have a daily reprieve and that stuff takes work but this pause of step three this reminder that I have a choice today and that's like the biggest freedom you know of like being a human being being an addict and then knowing what the what the solution is for me today that's just amazing you know and and then you know what did I have to do after that day at the grocery store I had to come home and work a strong 10 step 10 step I had to like put down what were the fears and resentments that were that were driving me to the food because at that moment, I had that pause, right? I had that moment of like, here, God, help me. I don't, I, I've had enough bars in my life, you know, before working the steps that right now, I just, I want to go for it, but I need help because I know that alone, I cannot stand God. So just please do your thing. And, but then there's work, right? That's what the, the, the step talks about. There is the footwork that goes into it, right? It, what are the things? And, and this is why we, we work the, the, the remaining steps. We go after the, the, the third step, because then what do I have? I have to review my, res my resentments, my fears. I have, I have to look at what mistakes have I done? You know, where am I not relying on God to live in that space of rigorous honesty? And, and living in that space, is something that is very humbling because I, I don't get to just be perfect, you know, and perfectionism for me is just like a great handicap throughout my entire life. I just wanted to be perfect. I just wanted to do everything correctly. So then I could somehow hack it, somehow, you know, have it figured out. And then I would have the perfect body and then I would have the perfect this. And, I'm like, and that's just not how it works. Thank God I now know what are the tools that will help me live a healthier life, more whole, you know, and I can just be who I am. And so that's what step three is for me, that constant pause, but then it takes the daily footwork. It takes the, and I mean, for me, you know, as an addict, undisciplined, you know, someone who does not want to do the footwork or the one day at a time kind of thing, who does not want to put, set aside even five minutes because my life has so much, I can't, but I can only deal with life if I make enough space for me to be here, for me to be in today, to, for me to have enough clarity to recognize that I need a power greater than self. I know what my life before program was. It was a maze. It was a maze. There was no clarity. There was no guidance. There was just me running after my tail and, and getting hurt and hurting others again and again, you know, trying to figure it out my way through it. And that stuff didn't work. 
And that's so not- making a decision for uh, that's 15 minutes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So to wrap up, uh, uh, I just uh, like to say that, you know, for me to make a decision is a day to day thing. And it extends from moment to moment, day to day, month to month, year after year. So I look forward to hear your shares. Thank you so much for being here today. And yeah, thank you. Uh, Gosh, thank you so 